What uh, radio show is this? The Sean Teshner Show, of course. When's that? Where's that? From the Dad Shack, live on the beautiful shores of Lake Sawyer in Black Diamond, Washington, it's the Sean Teshner Show. And a quick reminder to our call-in guests, you are being audio recorded, and all audio recordings become property of this show. By participating, you give us explicit permission to use your voice for profit and worldwide distribution on the Internet. Well, I received a challenge to broadcast the name of Jesus this week. And I accepted. There's a neighbor lady who is near and dear to my heart has suggested that I dedicate my broadcast to the Creator, and I'm in agreement. All good things come from God who saved us. It's a challenge, and I'm calling all men to the service of Jesus, the Christ. Each one of us are facing the accounting for what we've done and what we have failed to do both equal on the scale of justice before God's eyes and ears, and those of others who witnessed us do it or not do it. And it's in a book called The Basic Instructions Before Leaving Earth, acronym for the Bible. In the past, and I do say in the past, men were spiritual heads of the household with a mission, and they weren't to fail at that mission. And that mission was to show their families that Jesus was the only entry gate to heaven and to choose the right gate, not the left. Courage was practiced and having the courage to defend the faith and the commitment in anything in life became well practiced. Men had lost their spiritual compasses. Household meaning meant that a man would hold on to this house, not allow it to be taken away or gifted to someone else, but only to them by God, and to allow God to steer their wives and children on the path to Jesus in foreverness and happiness. What greater gift that could not be taken away except by choice, meaning surrendered by choice. True man has to be willing to be broken for Jesus. Men have to be worthy of their salt. That's what Romans used for money, salt. And after World War II, it kind of disappeared. And it appeared that men allowed themselves to fall away in their commitments to make Jesus the center of their lives and to be his conduit with raising a family. And this is why America has fallen apart. I remember witnessing this contrast when I visited East Germany more than once. I sat in a roofless church that had been bombed out, on floors that used to be stone but were now grass, in folding chairs, and I witnessed the greatest amount of faith I've ever seen, people getting together and actually worshiping the Lord's name. And then I saw the other side of it in West Germany where people had money, they had plenty of food, and the churches were locked. Uh, there were pigeons flying around in some. 
and the graveyards outside were something just to be looked at, kind of like a museum. And that's what they had become, was museums to God. And then I thought back about America and how trying to state the name of Jesus in a school, in a bar or work, or at a nightclub, would probably end in your losing a job, losing your friends, not being the popular one. But what would the end result be, ultimately? So I put out a challenge to men out there, especially American men. When are you going to defend the name of Jesus to your brothers and your sisters? Is it going to be something you wait for at your judgment day? Is it going to be when Jesus turns away from you and says, I did not know you because you didn't proclaim my name? Or will he turn to his father and say that he knew you, that your mission is completed? Good job on a well-done mission for Jesus. Even in the military, I was taught to focus on completing the mission and that I was responsible to make sure that my fellow soldiers and sailors crossed the finish line, that everybody made it home, whether dead or alive. That was the focus. I read an article this week on the Internet warning Americans that Muslims are buying up Christian churches here in America in order to convert them into mosques. How many in the past have been so recycled, especially in Europe, and why? seems as if only the Knights Templar of Europe were willing to stop them. Think about this. Why did Rome fall? Why did Germany fall twice? Who's going to help men get focused again on rebuilding the Christ-centered churches in America? When will men have to worship in secret as in China today? Or the catacombs of ancient Rome 1,720 years ago? It only took 300 years for Christian church buildings and a hierarchy to appear. It's easy to abandon our families, our wives, and our children, and our God for money, for stuff. What price courage? What are you willing to trade your soul for? A paycheck? A pension check? What's it going to take for men to do what's right? In the eyes of God, you have the spiritual courage to stand as a soldier of God and put on spiritual armor and say no to evil and steer others away from evil. What's it going to take to repent? Will you ask him, the Lord Jesus, to give you the gift of courageous service? What say you? Soy boys or Knights Templar? That's what we're going to talk about today on the Sean Fisher Show. Good luck, brother. That sounds like a really, really cool topic. I hope you get some interesting comments. And the phones are lighting up. Let's go ahead and take our first call here on the Sean Tesher Show. Yes, how you doing? Good, good. I, uh, I'm doing a radio show topic today, and guess, guess who the subject is? I have no idea. Jesus. And oh, wonderful. A friend of mine in the neighborhood here, she's a good, strong Christian, she said to me, why don't you do a show on Jesus? What are you afraid of? And I said, you know what? You're right. So I'm, I'm calling this episode Calling All Men. 
and I'm talking about why it is that men have abandoned protecting the name of Jesus and why it is that they won't make a commitment to turning away from stuff and turning toward spiritual principles in God and being focused on God. Well, you know, it's strange. We're, Sue and I are laying here on the bed watching a, a program about Billy Graham's crusades. Oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> yeah. That is wonderful. Yeah, we need a spiritual revival in this country. Yeah, let's, uh, Sue wants to say something to it. Sean. Okay. Hello. Well, hello, Mrs. Lloyd. It's Sean Teshner, and I was doing my radio show this week on calling all men back to Jesus. Uh, a friend of mine challenged me to do that as a, a show of subjects, so I said, okay, we'll give it a shot. We're talking about the men out there who don't have the courage to even speak the name of Jesus in public anymore at home or at work, uh, too afraid of losing friends and family and co-workers, too afraid of being sued and only focused on money and stuff and not repentance and talking about being spiritual heads of the household again so oh, you know what uh-huh well that's wonderful i'm so glad you know john you are special to us well thank you the first time i met you i felt like he is family and that's the way we think about you so we're interested in what you are doing and how you're doing and so forth and so on. Not just to come and fix things, but because we love you. Wasn't that wonderful? Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, so nothing new on the, on the home front, huh? No, but you know, um, the most important thing right now is spiritual growth. And uh, I appreciate your leadership and George's leadership in that, in that area. Of, um, you've been a good influence on me, I know, and I'd like to pass that on to others out there. I was thinking about my radio show and doing a topic on why it is that men are too afraid to mention the name of Jesus in public and how we need to get back to that. We need a spiritual revival, and men need to lead the way. They have to have their spiritual compass pointed toward heaven and uh, not toward their wallets. Well, I, I appreciate the fact that that you lead the way as far as spiritual uh, awakening and, and, you know, not being afraid to mention the name of the Lord. I know you've mentioned him to me several times. Well, you know, we have a devotion every morning before we get up and go. We, we go in and get our shower and come back to bed and we have a little devotion and, and watch TV and get up and have our day. And I think it makes a big difference in how the day goes. Oh, yeah, and at 92, at 92, look at what great spiritual leaders you are and examples for the younger generation out there who... George is 93, sweetie. Oh. And I'm, also, and I'm almost 90. I'll be 90 in April. Okay. So, but, you know, when we went, we cruised 23 times. Back when it was cheap and good and not so crowded. But <laughs> we, all, we always had it, took our little groceries and did that every day, and several times they asked George to preach, and he could preach really good. Oh, wow. So, we, we just, we, if we missed a day, in four years, we only missed three days, and that was because we had to go to a memorial service and something like that. We just go to church, and we, we want to go to church, and I just wish more people would do it, you know, but... Um, we, we do whatever we can, and 
We always think about you, and I hope that it goes wonderful. Everything is wonderful. I don't have any leaks. Nothing is wrong. <laughs> I think when you come, you'll get scared and get in line. <laughs> but, uh, well, I appreciate I appreciate you being on my show. I uh, I appreciate your wisdom and George's wisdom, and your witnessing to others about the Lord. Thank you. We love you too. And uh, I appreciate the fact that you're sitting there on your bed watching the Billy Graham crusade. That's awesome. Yeah, he's, he's awesome. wonderful. He's uh -huh. just saying, as George Beverly said, just saying, he touched me, which is one of my, our favorites. They're on every week at this time, and they have different people. But this one is and, um, especially good. Mm -hmm. And we're just laying here and just watching it and pulling all my ones. Thank you so much, Sue. I appreciate it. Okay, honey. We love you. Thank you. Love you, too. And uh, keep, keep me in your prayers. Well, I, I always do. Thanks so much. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. The boots. Well, no, when there's a fan, right? But when there's a zombie apocalypse, you're ready to go to war. Oops, wrong button. I, I certainly applaud your efforts to get uh, both sides of any, any issue. With that in mind, let's go ahead and take a call. Hey, Manan, how are you? Magandang hapon, Theo. Salamat po, salamat po. Um, are, you on, are you on the air? Yeah, I'm, I'm doing a radio show today, and it's called uh, Calling All Men, and it's in regards to the lack of courage that American men have out there to proclaim the name of Jesus in public, whether it's at work, um, away from home, um, and how... That has affected our ability to have a moral compass and to say no to evil when we see it, uh, focus more on stuff than on people. So that's what we're talking about today, and I want to get a male perspective, so I thought maybe you would like to be on the show. If you're inviting me, why I'd like to share my views as a Christian. I'm a, I'm a, uh, yeah, you know, you know I'm a... I'm a devoted Christian. Sure. And I appreciate that, Manang. Uh, there aren't many men around who even profess being Christian anymore. It's like a dying art. Really? Well, they call that being progressive. <laughs> Nothing progressive about a one-way ticket to eternal hell, as far as I'm concerned. Either with God or you're not. You know, it's what price membership. It's what price loyalty. It's back to the Knights of Templar. You know, whether or not you believe in loyalty and you believe in commitment, you know, fulfilling promises, keeping promises, staying married, those kind of things. Following the rules, following God's rules, not men's rules. So that's what I was wanting to find out about from you. It seems, it seems that the people I've talked to, including my neighbors, have said that 
It's nice to have a radio program, but if you don't mention the name of Jesus, how do you expect, you know, life to be anything but good? Um, where's your fear, or what's your fear of even mentioning his name? And I started to think about that, and that came from a lady, and I thought, wow, that's pretty strong, pretty profound. Yeah, it's not a popular subject anymore, not on television, not in the schools. It seems like all the things in our society have been taken over by evil. And the focus is no longer on the name of Jesus. You don't see it anywhere. Yeah, it's sad. Uh, I, I guess that uh, biblical, uh, Sean, uh, the uh, Bible, the good book, had uh, sort of predicted or suggested that, that uh, some in the final days or the end days, they say, uh, things will like this. Well, if you've even read the Bible, you know, most men have it. It's not on television. <laughs> it's not a popular thing to do to sit and read your kids anymore from the Bible. In fact, the only place that I've seen a Bible other than Christian bookstores is at the Goodwill. do is they have something called a family home evening, I think every Wednesday night, where they do sit down at a family meal, and they do read from the good book. Got to hand that's it to good, them. That's a, uh, that's a godly tradition. Uh, uh, Christ uh, has uh, manifested that we should strengthen the family as best we can. And uh, every... Uh, Father of the family, who's a Christian anyway, should uh, espouse that uh, uh, strongly. Yeah. Well, even the fact that you're going to church and you're taking your family to church really says something to me, too. That takes effort. It takes time. It takes away from your personal time, doesn't it? Yes. Uh, the key word when going to church is to hear. Hear Mass. Or hear the gospel, hear the uh, uh, the um, word of Christ, or you know, uh, if, if we ever believe in it uh, in our hearts, then you are guided by what you hear every week. Yeah, it used to be that men had the moral compass, you know, and men were the spiritual head of the household. I remember in my divorce, I had a, a lady judge, and somebody said something like. Well, you can't say that. And I said, yes, I can. I'm the spiritual head of the household. She even took my name in marriage. Oh, my gosh, you should have seen the reaction in the courtroom. There was a gasp, like, you're not supposed to say that. And that's all disappearing. Wow. Yeah. Very rare to find someone who gets married to a man in this country and accepts his last name, uh, which, of course, is based on biblical tradition. And uh, to be able to get away with that now is... 
pretty miraculous. It means that you don't belong to the PC group. Um, you don't believe in godlessness. Um, you believe in Christ-centeredness. And there seems to be a war on the white Christian male as well as on Christians in this country. I was reading on the Internet yesterday that um, many of the Christian churches in this country are being purchased by Muslims and turned into mosques. You can believe that one. That happened in Europe a long time ago. But that's because there's nobody attending church anymore. So the people come along with their money and they buy it up and turn it into something that they can use. and drive the Christian churches underground. There'll be more persecution, more than there is now. No men standing up to say no. Yes, you're on the right track uh, doing your crusade, uh, Sean, and I wish you well. I think this is the right uh, moral uh, campaign you should be doing now. Uh, not only moral, but Thank you very much, Lugo. I appreciate you being on the Sean Fisher Show. Look forward to hearing from you Thank again. Thank you. Uh, more power to your uh, broadcast uh, crusade, uh, Sean, and God bless you. Thank you. Thank you, Mana. Bye-bye. Oh, my God, Sean. You have to hit the rewind button so often. Take me out with a blush, Sean. All right. Here we go. <laughs> which one would you like to be taken out with? Alright then, Gino, here we go. Oh my god, he was my brother. I always loved him. Get him out of here.